Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Before we get into the episode this week, I have a small announcement. We are going to be doing a stream to kind of discuss the whole adventure and the finale and how things went and kind of where everything is when everything ends. So we're going to do that stream on July 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It'll be on Twitch, and we really hope all of you can join us there, ask us questions, and we can talk about everything that's happened over the last few years. That's all I have for this one. So with that, I'll welcome you into episode 255 out of 257, How to Maim Your Dragon. Liquor and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 255. Woo! Woo! We're My here. Goodness. Wow, the Campbells are back in the studio. I'm nervous. It's yeah. been a long time. Mm-hmm. It's I, a long weekend ahead of us. Uh, it's going to be a shame if I kill all your characters tonight. Yeah, I've got to come tomorrow. But I guess then we get to just party. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it would reunite as friends. It would direct, <laughs> directly be a shame if, like, say I killed both of Emily's characters and then... Okay, uh, yeah, you, you got to spread it around. <laughs> it's not my fault. Right. She's all the healers. <laughs> I'm going on record right now to say if all, all my characters die tonight through the Aldivian uh, fight, I'm power houring it till it's done. <laughs> Ooh, oh my god! He's drinking for every roll, folks. Dude, as, soon, as soon as we roll initiative, I take my first shot of beer. <laughs> Dude, we have like super fancy dinner reservations. Oh, we okay. <laughs> I uh, can cancel up to 30 minutes before. Steve shits his pants. I'll, 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 I'll puke and rally. I'm great at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just more excited to look into all of your eyes. Yeah. As yeah. we play. I'm really hoping tomorrow's <laughs> not Steve's once monthly puke and rally in my downstairs bathroom. Hey, I, it's sometimes it's more than once monthly. You don't know. I'm that good at That's it. That's like he's already had it once this month. Yeah. I knocked oh, it out okay. early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank goodness. But yeah, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. It couldn't happen twice. <laughs> Never. Impossible. It couldn't happen twice. Well, um, I'm drinking out of the chalice. Yeah. These last three episodes. Uh, I am drinking a pomegranate uh, liqueur and a um, Alani, like the, the grape Alani energy drink. <laughs> and it mixes together into this like foreboding red. Mm. In the chalice that actually looks really nice. So pretty pleased with my handiwork. Then of course I got a sidecar simply spiked. Uh strawberry peach. Classic. Classic choice. Good one. Yeah. Steve, what are you drinking? <clears throat> That's a hams, Griffin. Oh boy. <gasps> yeah, and you know what? I'm saying it here, saying it now. Through the rest of this podcast, I'm drinking hams. Last three episodes. Hams oh, only. Hams. Hams yeah. only. Oh, ham, hams folks. only. So uh, we didn't hit 269. No Team Slurp episode. That's listeners' fault, not mine. Um, 
But, you know, hey, here we are. <laughs> Only hams. Oh, boy, that's crisp. Having a good time. Yeah. Brooks, you got anything crisper than that? It, I don't think I can go crisper than, than hams, but I have a Founders Four Giants, Tropical, uh, Treasure, and Pleasure. I added that one. Pleasure? <laughs> the last one? It's just Tropical Treasure? Yeah. <laughs> I added the Pleasure. <laughs> when you always do. <laughs> Uh, these are going to be a silly bunch of episodes, aren't they? We'll see. <laughs> I think we'll laugh till we cry. Yeah, I think there'll mm. be a, a lot of tears we're, in we're, multiple ways. We're a pretty straight and narrow bunch, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, expect the best. Super straight. <laughs> we are super straight. Speaking of straight, hey, Haley. What are you, uh, what are you drinking over there? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. <laughs> is this a July one? This oh, be a this is July, this right? Be, no, this will be the last June one. I think. Oh, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, simply Spiked Mango Peach. That's what I'm drinking. Nice. Emily, what you got? Oh, shoot. I gotta open it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why you guys looked at me. I was like, why I'll are you looking game, at yeah. me? This is so weird. I just ignored it at this point. I'm like, oh, hey, this is probably gonna not drink this one. <laughs> no, I just he's forgot. Gonna, he's gonna call out a drink and sit this one out. <laughs> I got it. It's good. <laughs> I'm doing a little callback to some of the inventions that we saw in book four with Urban Artifact, the gadget. Okay. The Nautilus, the little submarine yeah. dome that you guys went down in. I'm going to say that's a little bit of a reach up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reflecting on uh, how far we've come. Yeah, I'm doing a callback to... Uh, Five episodes ago when I was still drinking Simply Spikes. <laughs> to the time when you guys were drinking Simply Spike. Well, because she can't name a drink pole drink mm-hmm. after it. So after, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing a little bit of a callback too. This is a callback to the Zokar's uh, tavern episodes because I'm sure somebody ordered like a ham sandwich there. So, you know, that's yeah. that's my throwback. <laughs> Great. And what pleasure are you throwing back to, Brooks? Man. Uh, I it's hard to pick out any instance of pleasure mm-hmm. direct. Is it hard to pick? I, I, I know one distinctly, <laughs> distinctly called out. <laughs> he was the treasure we found along the way. <laughs> you know what? This one goes out to Horace Croon. Uh, I, I do remember that that pleasure from from Mister. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. <laughs> Oh, uh, I feel like statistically, Horace may have said pleasure I mean, at some maybe. point. I mean, yeah, different yeah, line. I mean, yeah. but... say you at least know, right? Yeah. Right. Can we? Yep. Okay, yeah. good. Just, yeah. just no. Okay, <laughs> all right. All right. Horace that's might have what said, we were... Horace might have yeah, said pleasure. Okay, okay. okay. I, I understand yeah. the, the faces now. Well, when you said, I don't think I could draw anything back to pleasure. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a treasure. Ah. <sighs> So good to be all together again. <laughs> it really is. I miss you guys. It's a real tropical treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, let me take one more big sip of this before we <laughs> fucking start the end. Oh, we're starting the end. Yeah, but we're just starting it. So, when last we left our heroes, they had saved Kendra and Anya and Sawyer Saverine from Ren Church. And they brought Tulia and Sawyer back from the brink of death. They 
exited the cathedral to find Air Bear's nemeses, the Night Harrows, who are there to collect Kendra and bring her to Galaspire. Uh, the party fought valiantly. Air Bear cut up his old enemy, enemy into pieces, and they even potentially made an ally in Vesnik Dimitri, who uh, joined their side to fight once his. Uh, once the control over him was relinquished, now you must head to Gallaspire. What are you guys doing? I want to check out what's on these buddies. Sure. Those of you that still have sea invisibility on can see that Adgriff Yoderby has several items on him. He has an invisible assassin's dagger, invisible plus five studded leather, a belt of physical might plus four dex and con, a cape of free will plus four plus five, and a ring of protection plus three. All right. Well, I, I don't give a shit about these two invisible things, but uh, Eclipse would really like that cape of free will and the belt of physical might plus four. Dope. I don't think anybody around here really does sneaky stuff. So maybe we hold on to that invisible studded leather from a boy Quinley if we ever see him again. Who knows? Never gonna see me again. Anyone need that ring of protection plus three? Probably the same guy. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Probs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give it to him. Uh, now looking at the ghoul cleric, Nutisha, she has a plus one light crossbow, plus th- or a plus three wounding light flail. And for armor, she has a plus three breastplate and a caster's shield. As far as magical gear goes, she's got a cloak of quick reflexes, plus four, plus five, a headband of mental prowess, plus four, wisdom and charisma, a ring of protection, plus four, a scroll of dispel magic, and a scroll of magic circle against good. Ooh, Ikmer could use uh, an upgrade to that, that ring of protection. So if anybody needs a plus three hand-me-down... I think I'm good. Yeah, I think so. Probably Rune. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Throw that in the bag. Yeah, Rune and Quinley could probably use, or at least Rune maybe could use that headband. Oh, yeah, she probably would like that now that because that's got her Uzma and she's mm-hmm. now vampire Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, Mirella has a plus one dagger. You guys want to roll off for that oh, one? Oh, um, you know what? I think. I'm going to go all four of my characters want in on this. <laughs> uh, she's got an amulet of natural armor, plus three, a bag of holding two, a belt of mighty constitution, plus four, a headband of mental prowess, plus four, wisdom and charisma, pauldrons of unflinching fortitude, plus four, plus five, and a ring of protection, plus four. She's also got a c- scroll of cure serious, a wand of cure moderate with 50 charges and a wand of magic missile with 50 charges. That is a level one wand. I, I would like those pauldrons. Go ahead. Go mm-hmm. for it. As Tulia. Tulia wants those. That is not Eclipse trying to get a cape and pauldrons. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty dumb because they don't stack. Okay. Eclipse is going to give Tulia her hand-me-down of belt of physical perfection plus two. And... Air Bear could use that amulet of natural armor plus three if no one else has got it. Lyra could use that uh, cloak of quick reflexes. We all know she needs uh, help on saves. Ain't that the truth? 
Don't we all? Neat. Rounds it out nicely. All right. As you guys kind of loot the bodies, Besnick might pipe up. Um, so what exactly would you like me to do? Um, are we all good here? Am I free to go? You are certainly free to go wherever ever you like. But uh, Miorella's control was just the beginning. We are all going to Gallowspire to see, well, to meet up with uh, well, the armies that we've gathered. And you're welcome to come with and as a vampire yourself, uh, that could be a, uh, you know, introduction type of situation as well. And uh, Introduction to who? I've, I've worked for the Whispering Tyrant before. Yes, I could see how you could uh, get that confused and which side. Um, but we have armies, the, uh, the vampire armies coming on our side. Uh, yeah, our vampires are good guy vampires. That is an uh, important, uh, important. Mm. So, do you want to be a good guy? <laughs> Does the name Count Tyriac mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> some kind of lesser noble? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, Erber, if you're going to fight, um, I do owe you for freeing me from well, from the Night Arrows and from Mirella's control, I would gladly accompany you and fight on the side of um, the vampires you say you're working with. I wouldn't want to be the only undead fighting the Whispering Tyrant. Um, he'd likely turn me immediately to his side, but if there are others... Yes, we, uh, we are waiting for the well, our sh- ship, a flying ship, uh, the Nigel. And uh, we are expected to travel there uh, quite uh, quite soon, actually. And as you say this, uh, beyond kind of the gates of Renchurch, you see the Nigel descend from the dark clouds above and land just outside of the grounds. Um, I'm sure you all make your way over there. Yeah, as, as we walk over there, Tulia says, Now, do y'all think she just has something on here that's, like, listening to us to know that this was a perfect time for her to, like, come in all cinematic and stuff? <laughs> it's quite cinematic. Her timing is impeccable. I wouldn't put it past her. She's an intelligent being. Great power. She yells off the bow of the ship, I can hear you. Proven. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... I've been circling Red Church waiting for you to, to to leave the cathedral for days. I can't feel bad now. Actually, <laughs> That's all you asked me to do. Go around, circle the block one more time. Let's, uh, let's, you know, do some more speeches. Let's think out a little bit more. <laughs> if that is what you want, then I, yes, sir. She starts to take off again. Please. (laughs) 
We'll hop aboard the Nigel. I think I hear something rustling from inside of Ren Church right now. You sure you don't want to get on board? <laughs> Everybody needs to be real fast now. Get on. Oh, something from below. Oh, could that be all the liches that you sealed away? <laughs> oh, no. You filthy encounter skippers. <laughs> <laughs> Ten encounters worth of enemies are coming up from the ground. That is not true. It is a haunt. It it, it comes back. Not our fault. I can hear them. Draw the anchor. We must be off. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So you guys uh, take off it into the sky, and Reg's model would let you know that you know right now it's like it's honestly around noon, early-ish in the day. But she'd tell you that it it would take about 10 hours by air to make it to Galaspire. And now I assume you have business with the armies uh, before we charge the tower, but I can take you directly to the top if, if that's something you want me to do. We should probably coordinate strategies with the boots on the ground, make sure that we're in lockstep going into this thing, so... I think it is prudent for us to set down at least for a, a short bit. But yes, if you could take us directly to Adivian and his ritual, we could potentially take him out before he becomes too powerful. Well, I can't say that his ritual is there, but I can at least get you to uh, the pinnacle of the tower without having to go through the front door. That will do. That will certainly do. And, and maybe at this point, like, Sawyer shifts out of tiger form for a second. Rags Mauda, good to see you again. Oh, if it isn't Sawyer Savarine and Anya Savarine. I heard you were quite responsible for helping get me out of hell. Yes, I, well, I tried to, um, Miss Anya came with uh, several of your companions here asking for help and I obliged the gate to hell was on my island well I'm glad they came to you I, I appreciate it it's not a problem at all uh, and here I am aiding all of you once more it seems our fates are tied tighter together than I thought Mr. Savarine I guess one could say that huh I guess so well you were a pirate once. I don't know what you're doing with an empty eye socket staring at me. Yeah, it was ripped out of my head. Um, depth perception is a problem for me now, but I'm getting by. Oh, I won't ask you to fire any of my cannons, but uh, I do have something that might help. And she kind of reaches into this you know, bag of holding that she has and pulls out. Uh, an eye patch that's got like a little gem where like your pupil would be and it's a mariner's eye patch which allows you to once per day use the spells comprehend languages scorching ray and see invisibility this is probably an item that he at least has passing familiarity with from his pirating days and spending some time in the shackles so he gives like a low whistle wow this is the real deal huh yeah, 
You might have spent a lot of time on that island, Ragsmouta, but you're an old pirate salt at heart, carrying one of these on you. <laughs> well, I've been in the shackles longer than they were called the shackles. God, she's so cool. Pretty fucking awesome. So he starts. He slips it over his gouged out eye socket. Well, I'll put it to good use, and he turns to Anya. What do you think? Does it work for me? <laughs> she just <laughs> smiles at you, <laughs> blushes. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> How long you say the trip back was? Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, uh uh. <laughs> you only need eight hours to rest, right? <laughs> Even if it was eight hours, I mean, you only need like two minutes, right? Hey. Get the job done. <laughs> that, that mean, uh, yeah, that would mean that he's got how many before eight hours are still is full of rest. So sorry, sorry. Mm, what, you, know, you, only got, you only got seven hours and fifty nine and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, you're fatigued. <laughs> it's punishing for a character with over thirty con. <laughs> you're fatigued, bud. <laughs> Yeah, ten hour trip, roughly. Um, so she, yeah, she she gives you this item. Now uh, you've all been through quite a bit, I assume. I'm happy to pilot the ship on my own um, and reach out to you if we encounter any trouble on our way. You're more than welcome to rest below deck. Uh, maybe take a meal. We appreciate your hospitality, Ragsmouta. We'll rest up and. Be ready for the fight. It is incoming. Yeah, honestly, I can't wait to sleep. This has been a long day. I could really use a long rest. I don't think we're going to get much more before we have to finish this. Yo, I died today. (laughs) I I think it'd be good to sleep on that. If that doesn't deserve a rest, I, I guess I don't know what does. Okay, so you all go below deck, uh, maybe share a meal before drifting off to sleep. And as you fade into a dream, you each realize that you're not alone, that you're surrounded by the rest of your companions. Um, In fact, you even recognize Rune and Quinley in this group who seem even more confused to see the group of you. Matumbe, you're the first to realize where you are. Uh, it, it looks very familiar to recurring dreams that you had been having. Um, it looks like the Boneyard. Oh, boy. Matumbe starts looking around, holds out his hands, looks to the heavens, looks to the horizon. Feast your eyes my companions for if you do not know where we are now I am about to tell you do you see the spire on the horizon breaking through to the heavens witness and prostrate yourselves before the endless graves um Matumbe just just remember we've kind of seen this before in the dream and it was bad this time I feel it in my bones we are in the bone yard. I think. Okay. Little on the spot. Cautious <laughs> optimism, though. 
can't say no to you because you are my friend and all, so I want you to believe. <laughs> I know it's in my soul. We are here for a reason. Because the ship crashed and you're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> a likely possibility, yeah. I, I didn't see this last time I died. I, was, I think it was out for too short. It's kind of crazy. Well, as you um, talk amongst yourselves, you hear the beating of large wings as a white-scaled dragon descends on your location and you recognize Jimbirium. Oh! Heck yeah. Well... Well, no, that's yeah. actually very sad. <laughs> this... Wait, unless he casts Dream. I'm gonna guess maybe he didn't back her own space. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbirium, is that you? Yes, it is I, Jimbirium. Uh, a definite dragon, right? Of course. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure uh, some of you have noticed where we are, and if you've noticed that, you probably realize that I am dead. But, but we're not. No, I've used a bit of. The power bestowed upon me by the Lady of Graves to bring you all to this place, to speak with you, and to deliver some of her grace. You see, when I approached the Lady to be judged, I didn't speak of my lifetime, um, but instead explained the situation happening in Virlik, um, the, the threat to, well to souls being judged entirely if the world is turned undead. And um, the lady listened. She bestowed a bit of her power upon me to bring together those destined to stop or at least stem the tide of undeath. And so I've gathered the group of you to pass on the power that she's given to me. And he kind of walks down the group of you, extending a claw to each of you that he kind of like touches you in the middle of the forehead with. And you feel this godly power surge through you. I met my demise uh, by Signavier's hand. The creature is far more powerful than, than I. Um, and she has awakened and... Uh, is, I, I fear, heading towards Gallowspire as we speak. And she tore me to pieces. But I'm hoping that with the power I've bestowed upon you and with the group of you together, you might be able to stop her. This is concerning. A creature of such power could wreak havoc on the armies below if we do not stop it. I don't know that we can go directly to Odivian. We may have to go through Signavia first. Well, we likely won't even have a choice. If she comes after us, we'll have to face her. And a creature powerful enough to slay you, Jimberium. We're gonna need all the help we can get. Thank you. You're quite welcome. All I had to do was speak on your behalf. Uh, the Lady of Graves seemed eager to help you this time. So, I guess, do you have any... Major pointers? I don't get up close to the dragon, although <laughs> close is a relative term. Uh, she's over a hundred feet long. 
can likely reach you and you cannot. She's uh, ancient and can cast a great many spells. D- now, I-, I regularly can cast that like resistance to energy on everybody, but uh, what energy should I be protecting them from? She doesn't use an energy that you can protect yourself from. It's not a traditional breath weapon like a normal dragon would have. Umbral dragons breathe pure darkness. That, that is just unfortunate. Uh, makes it a lot easier to stay alive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other like helpful things about fighting her? Uh, she knows just about every death effect in the book. I prepare myself against those. Although, even the most heavily armored of you will be sliced to ribbons if you get close to her. It doesn't matter if you're corporeal or incorporeal, she can attack you just the same. That's concerning. Yeah, not not being beside her is tough. Although her physical scales are harder than iron, near impenetrable, with weapons, her uh, strength of will is nearly equally as strong. Uh, it would be hard to cast a spell at the creature as well. This is really narrowing down our options. Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you say impenetrable with weapons, so it seems like seems like a lot of us are are kind of. Kind of lost without without it. Uh, I mean, I say that, but, you know, she's more heavily armored than you, Ikmer. Oh, gosh. That's that's quite a bit. I'll (laughs) say that. Now, Durin, you shouldn't really have a problem hitting her, so. If she truly is a beast of over a hundred feet, there's an expression about hitting the broadside of a barn that I think is appropriate here. And I did spend... The better part of my life in Lastwell's fourth Bambo at core, so I will deliver as much ordinance as I can. That's about all I know before she was able to kill me. Then I'm hoping this power that you help us get can aid us in actually doing something here. I thank you again, and I'm gonna miss you. Well, judging by the changes in your face, Tulia, I assume you succeeded at the quest we set out together for. I did. Now, did you did you know about that the whole time? Of course not. How could I have known? I just I didn't expect you to think this was connected to the, to the quest, but it's cool. I'm actually free now. Well, so. You got a Damon heart. Now you look like a Damon. I, I guess it does make sense. Well, there's, <laughs> there's a couple through lines, I suppose. I mean, I I was surprised to get my heart replaced, but. See that I did not know. I just huh? thought maybe you brought the heart back and Lopsock gave you a gift or something. Now that that heart that we're looking for is actually inside of me now. That doesn't seem possible, but someone had ripped my heart out. Actually, maybe hurt. you're supposed to stay here. Hmm. That's kind of what I was worried about when I saw this. <laughs> like delayed onset death syndrome or something. I was to be so lucky. Did you install a pacemaker with it? <laughs> to be fair, no one expects a heart transplant. I mean... Mid-combat, too. Yeah, risky surgery, indeed. If, But it doesn't quite apply here. I really didn't have to do much. You just, just dropped it in. Yeah. 
Do you even wash your hands? I didn't have time. Gross. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this heart came from a pocket, too. Yeah, do you have lint in you? I what was so. left inside you? <laughs> Not sterile. I think I think that's why I needed some healing with when I came back. Ikma like, help. if there was change in there, do you know how many people touch change? <laughs> On top of that, Ikma helped close the wound, and there was only one material available. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's probably for the best that you were unconscious at the time, but, you know, you're alive. You're welcome. <laughs> I actually don't think this this whole glory goes to you, but uh, <laughs> I am alive. I'm free. I'm, I'm different, but I'm alive. And I'm a little sad that I can't be free and be with you uh, alive. But hopefully at least you've given me enough strength to do something about it and seek some revenge. Mm, guess you got a little devil in you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All this revenge talk. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Well, I I too hope that the power that I've that Phrasma has given the group of you will allow you to uh, overcome the obstacles in front of Gallowspire and stop Adivian where he resides. Being dead isn't all that bad, by the way. I mean, you get to you get to do cool stuff. I met a couple of crypt dragons. They're pretty tight. But did you just, like, wait in a line for a long time? That doesn't sound very fun. No, the, you just gotta know some guys and they'll let you skip the line. <laughs> I didn't even really get judged because I got this power to give to you guys, so now I'm just kind of, like, chilling in the boneyard. <laughs> So you got the fast pass, but you didn't get to ride the ride? Well, like, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where I would have gone. Hmm. <laughs> there are those who stay here. Perhaps you will make a great psychopop one day. Uh, well, if I skipped the line and I got you all this power, that means that I have yet to be judged, so... You know, just just give me the old true resurrection when you're level 20. Mm. Your old pal Jim Beerum will be back on the moon. Uh, it's not in my power to cast. Uh, maybe Lyra. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me a bit of time, but someday I'll get there. <laughs> you got lots of farming to do. <laughs> well, I wish the group of you luck. And uh, hopefully I don't see any of you too soon. And then the dream kind of fades out, and you all wake up rested, feeling uh, quite a bit stronger. Because not only are you all level 15, but you're all mythic. Mythic! Oh, oh, yeah, we are. This is so cool. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This makes me very cool. Both of my characters are now very cool. They were already cool, but they're cooler. So many heroic options now. Yeah. I yeah, me too, guys. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrified of what Griffin has given us. Right. When we have like nearly a dozen PCs, uh, all with mythic ranks and level 15, I'm sure these next couple combats are going to be pushovers. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I, I did see the uh, armor master uh, mythic mythic ability path. I think Kickmer might take that one too. You know, mm-hmm. like shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just double down. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. We get the, we got a lot to lot to think about here. Oh yeah. Yeah, Eclipse, uh, so she kept uh, and went back to what happened in her dream in episode 200. Uh, so it was an easy level up for you. It was super easy <laughs> and incredibly fun. And this time it stays when you wake up. I know, it's so cool. Because we go from the dream and all your mythic racks go. Hey! <laughs> just a dream. <laughs> it's just a dream after all. <laughs> the whole campaign... Not the whole campaign. <laughs> Lyra wakes up in a cell in the Marsh. <laughs> no! Man, what a bad dream. You at least died in your dream once. Hey, uh, can we do very, very quick around the table what mythic path you did? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm curious. So Eclipse is champion and Tulia is uh, archmage. Air Bear is champion as well. Mm-hmm. And Ikmer is martial. Marshall. Yes. Matumbe okay. is also a marshal. Uh, there's some really good stuff in there. Durin is the trickster. And then for Sawyer, I got him going champion. Uska and Lyra are both the Hierophant, if I'm saying that properly. The cleric one. Divine <laughs> yeah. spell casting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine were really easy because they're pretty simple. Archmage for the arcane caster, champion for the smash things. What what uh Quinley take? Trickster. Trickster. Of yeah. course. It's yeah. just, it's it's a goofy name, but it's like built for rogues. It's the rogue one. Yeah. Yeah. Ikmer was a bit of a toss up between champion and marshal, but mm-hmm. I I think I think what uh, what Ikmer Ikmer's path is is gonna be real fun, and and for the best, I really do. Rune's also a champion, by the way. It's a good one. Where, are there only five? Is that the five? Uh, no, I think there's more. I thought there was like guardian or something. There's archmage, there champion, guardian, which is one I thought at first. I thought I thought that's I thought what Ikmer, Ikmer might be. take guardian. Yeah, I I like the thought that you took Marshall. Yeah, it's. Marshall is usually what like bards take. Yeah, yeah, I I, I did notice that, but I, I think I think this was the uh, the support role that he can play in his current role while not being a super damage focused fighter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, very cool. I'm sure um, I'll call bullshit on all the shenanigans that you pull on me for the next couple of episodes. I can't wait. And then you'll call bullshit on me very, very loudly. I'm very <laughs> sure of that. You've brought that upon yourself. I did. It's like I just gave you all 10 levels in uh, occultist. Hey. <laughs> hey now. Get ready for a lot of does that work that way? <laughs> hey. I Are already you sure? I already made myself a cheat sheet. <laughs> so doctor. So yeah, that, that gives you guys a decent group of things that you can do. You know, you got your mythic surge. You guys I think die at double your negative con now. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of leeway mm-hmm. in there. Um, Neat. And um, just for the listeners, just in case they're interested, what I did to kind of level the playing field with the party was that anyone that has a template on their character, so werewolf, vampire, half fiend, um, any of those, they got one mythic rank. Everyone else got two. Oh, yeah. And then the initiative is a little bit different, right? Yeah, we're not doing the uh, the broken initiative thing. <laughs> <laughs> at, level, at, at, at level two mythic, you get this, like, you get, like, mythic initiative or something, something named along those lines, and it basically allows you to use a point of mythic surge to get another standard action. During mm-hmm. like during the surprise round, more or less. Well, it's like it's whenever you <laughs> yeah. want. It's, it's it's at any time, any round. You could just mm-hmm. take another standard action. So I was like, what I really don't want to end up happening is every round being you guys acting fifteen times and me acting once. Oh, oh no! Terrible. <laughs> um, uh, th- there's one. You're other, not gonna like Rune. There's one other thing I want to call out, and this is not necessarily to do all the level up. We took Quinley up to 15 and then added the mythic stuff. So for those of you who are impressed by his build, I'm going to be rocking Quinley at a Brawler 2, Fighter 4, Rogue 9, Vampire, Mythic Rank 1. <laughs> Damn. Nice, uh, simple build. <laughs> a, a, a real trickster indeed. <laughs> Can't pin him down. <laughs> I just wanted to call that out because, boy, yeah. that sheet got wild. Yeah. And after 15 levels, uh, Ikmer still still hasn't uh, got a skill point in perception. Oh, you didn't take mythic perception? Uh, strangely enough, no, no, no. Uh, Darn. You know, play the, play the character, you know. <laughs> hey, understood, understood. Uh, so, the Nigel, you can see underneath you, the armies that have gathered the knights of last wall the vampires and the wolves of the shutterwood and the blood moon pirates all gathered in like three huge battalions then broken off into different regiments it's nighttime here and as you look forward past the blasted city of Adarak you see Gallowspire this foreboding structure of dread and despair. And it stands over 400 feet tall as a macabre testament to darkness. This imposing fortress looms tall and ominous against the dark sky, its grim silhouette cutting through the mist around the moon and casting an eerie presence that chills the souls of you as you approach. It's constructed atop a treacherous cliff and is a gothic marvel of twisted architecture. Its blackened stone walls, weathered and scarred by time, bear the weight of centuries of sorrow and suffering. Turrets jut out like skeletal fingers, reaching skyward, as if beckoning the damned to their doom. Dilapidated battlements and crumbling parapets reveal the scars of countless battles fought within its sinister halls. As you draw closer to Gallowspire, The air becomes heavy with a palpable sense of malevolence. Whispers of the long dead echo through the wind, carrying tales of ancient evils and the tormented souls that haunt its corridors. The very ground surrounding the fortress seems tainted 
as if the land itself mourns the atrocities committed within its walls. The main entrance, a towering gateway of wrought iron, is adorned with cruel spikes and macabre embellishments. It stands as a grim threshold, both a warning and an invitation to those daring enough to venture further. Through the mist, you can see activity on the pinnacle of Gallowspire, a cursed throne room where the most sinister of rituals and necromantic rites were once performed. Here, shadows dance and coil, drawn to the residual darkness that seeps from the very stones themselves. The air crackles with arcane energy, and the scent of decay hangs heavy, forever woven into the fabric of this unholy place. It almost draws you in before Ragsmauda lands the ship in front of the three armies, and you exit to greet the gathered forces below. So as we're coming off this boat, I think probably realistically the only person who is familiar and has been in this situation before with armies amassing to throw themselves at each other until one kills more than the other is Durin. And he probably leans in a little bit and he's like, to whoever's near him, and it doesn't really matter who it is, he's just like, my days of inspiring speeches are long behind me. But I feel that these people will need to hear something if they are going to give their lives in this fight. Who of us, who amongst us will speak up to them? Ikmer emerges from the ba- the back of the group, waits for the calm to settle amongst the armies, unsheathes his sword and shield in the other. What we have before us is a task of the monumentous kind. What we have before us is great struggle. And you ask yourselves, what must we do? We must wage war. Bangs his sword on his shield by whatever means necessary, by land, by air, by magic, Give what the gods have given us back in this fight to the darkness in front of you. That is what we must do. That is how we will complete our task. And then kind of coming from behind Ikmer Sawyer is I'm sure there's some devil wolves out there but he bangs his shield and his sword together and gives out this mighty tiger roar and is just screaming at the crowd, trying to whip him up into a a frenzy. The Prince of Wolves has spoken. Let Gallowspire hear your fucking roar. And I imagine the crowd's going nuts. Yeah, you hear just like a howl break out from the werewolves. Yeah. Yeah, the, the... Wolves of the Shutterwood are certainly ready to fight, uh, bristling at um, at your speech. And from um, from their ranks, you'd see uh, Rickmet step forward. It's so good to see you, son. I'm well. We're we're all here. We're ready to fight. I assume you have to go with the rest of 
your assembled group to strike the heart of the matter. I'll lead the prince's wolves into battle in your stead, but I hope that we can see each other at the end of all of this. You will, father. And he he puts his hand on his shoulder. I trust that you will lead them with all your heart and trust that at when this is over, we will see each other again in this life for the next. But know that I've always felt your presence here wherever I am. Your work with the wolves of the Shutterwood isn't done. We need the Prince of Wolves to return. We'll fight our hardest to give you the chance. And I fully expect to take that... And I fully expect to return and take full responsibility, whatever that may entail as well. He, um, he's kind of like, you know, pats down on your pauldron and just kind of, you know, nods to you, returns back to the prince's wolves. Lyra, you notice a tall, armored figure heading your way uh, that has just left the ranks of the Knights of Last Wall, and you recognize Mikhail as he walks towards you. Lyra, it's so good to see you again. Lyra runs up to greet him. You made it! I wasn't sure if my message would be understandable. (laughs) I came with all of the troops I could muster. It may not be all of the Knights of Last Wall, but it's most of the good ones. With you leading them? That's all that we'll need. I don't want to, don't mean to lead you into this, this much danger, but I, I fear we would be lost without your guidance. (laughs) We need you here. I've been in this much danger many times. Don't fear for me. It's the younger men that might tremble at Gallowspire, but I've seen it before. I'm more worried about you and your allies here. We've seen, well, yesterday, two monstrous dragons swoop down on the armies here. One, an undead creature of some power, but the other, this massive black dragon. Its wings span nearly across an entire battalion. They're here somewhere, maybe guarding this place. We will be ready, as ready as we can be to face them as we ascend to the tower. The Ravener looked like the fabled uh, Marogarth, the Whispering Tyrant's mount. If that's the case, it, um, it was once a red dragon. You might be able to use that to your benefit. If it spews fire at you and you have a way to defend yourself, I would use it. That is something we can arrange. And Lyra looks back. And Tulia is like, she's like making notes now of all the things she's going to need to start cast. <laughs> Resist energy communal coming up. <laughs> uh, the other one, 
I know a great worm when I've seen one. It must be a thousand years old, at least. Something that old has lived in Veerlik for that long. I can't imagine how powerful it is. The fact that it didn't outright attack us is a miracle. I don't know that all the knights here would have been able to stand up to it. I just hope you can find a way to be safe and make it to Gallowspire. I'm worried that the group of you won't make it. We have faced some dire odds as well. We work well as a team and we back each other up. This doesn't look like an easy combat, but if anyone can do it, we can. Well, you certainly surround yourself with strange bedfellows. Is that a flying ship? Some sort of fiend? Werewolves, Lyra? Really? This powerful of an enemy makes strange allies. We need all the help we can get even if it comes from an unconventional source. We've we've worked with these groups before. They can be trusted. They might be different from us, but we fight the same fight. I, th- I think maybe at this point is when Durin finally like gets up the courage to approach them. Mikhail, Commander, it's good to see you on the field of battle again. Mr. Rook, long time no see. It's been a while. I don't think I had the proper opportunity before I was banished from Last Wall to give you my thanks extended to you for helping save my life at the Tribunal. It's a shame that we have to meet under these circumstances, charging once again into battle together. Yes, you and I have seen too many dire circumstances, but at least I know that you understand what has to be done. We have spent, men like us, serving on the lines of Last Wall, have spent, thrown away our lives, fighting an endless defensive war. It's time to finally strike back. And with dragons like such flying in the skies and the hordes of undead in in front of us, this is very likely to be a one-way trip for most of us. Maybe all of us. But it's an honor, sir. He reaches out a hand to shake yours and when he grabs your hand he leans in if you can try and help keep my daughter safe I'd like to see her if I make it through to the end of this and Durin kind of looks down because he's not sure if he can do it but then he looks back up with fire in his eyes and he says of that you have my word commander once more Let's do this. He smiles then and smiles back at Lyra, who's maybe like, you know, has has kind of separated from the conversation a bit and waves at her and turns back towards the Knights of Last Wall. Finally, from the ranks of the vampires, you see the two familiar faces from your dream. Uh, Rune and Quinley approach the group. Well, it took you all long enough to get here. (laughs) It's uh, been eventful. I've gained a lot without you guys, actually. Um, 
a whole family. Yeah, also, uh, did you guys have any weird things happen to you last night? Because we did. <laughs> yes. You were granted the honor bestowed upon you by the Lady of Graves to see the boneyard with your own eyes and be bestowed with great powers beyond all of our wildest imaginations. Her might is great, and her heart is pure. Matumbe, <laughs> uh, there's time. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 good to see you again, Rune and Quinley as well, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Haley, I was running out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Eclipse is trying hard. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, did gain a lot here, um, with that in mind, we kind of are pretty high-ish up. Not really, but, like, we did bring the army together, so we'll kind of be in front of these vampires here. Who's the new guy with the long teeth? The vampire guy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna try an RP with Saw. No, no, no. I, to be honest, I was also expecting yep. that. It, Who's it, this guy? Hey, I'm Quinley, but some of you might know me as Vengeance or Pleasure. Well, a, a man <laughs> yeah. with a name like that. Jeez. I mean, hey, Mr. Bastel is uh, <laughs> quite away with the. Uh, hello, the I, my name is uh, Vesnik. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I mean, good to meet you, pleasure. <laughs> I, I was once um, in the Whispering Tyrant's army. Um, I've seen the way they fight. Uh, maybe I can help you all. We have an advantage. I don't think the Tyrant's forces are used to fighting undead. We had that advantage when Luvrik and Ristamar turned on the tyrant all those years ago. The undead don't have many abilities that affect other undead. That kind of goes both ways, though, right? Like, it's going to be hard for us to attack, too? Well, don't try to dominate them or anything, or suck their blood. I, yeah, this, this, all this is pretty we don't have We don't have too many abilities that, you know, that directly target other people besides dominating them and sucking their blood. So it's actually kind of good to be a vampire. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, we'll be really good fighting. I guess uh, if you're going to join up with us, just want to make sure you're cool though now. You're not going to like change sides again. I, I will wet my blade between your ribs <laughs> if you decide to turn on us. Well, as a as a fellow vampire, you should know that won't kill me. Uh, he's he's new at this, actually. Right, we're we're right. pretty new vampires. Blade of silver, baby. <laughs> Again, it would have to be, you know, wooden stake. That's fine. I can follow your gas form. <laughs> All right. It's a lot to talk. Um, I know tensions are high. He's really um, edgy. <laughs> I owe, um, I owe that, um, rat folk over there for my freedom, and I agreed to, uh, fight on his side until his mission is complete. So if that means fighting with you, that means fighting with you. Vesnik's loyalty and 
his wolf are unmatched in combat. I can uh, speak from the heart in saying that I am glad that he is on our side now. Quinley and Rune, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I have a badass vampiric wolf. Tough guy. <laughs> What's his footwear look like? What's his footwear look yeah. like? <laughs> Got them Dark Martins? <laughs> Got them Dark Martins. <laughs> uh, no, he's, uh, he's, he's wearing black wings. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Quinley looks like respect, brother. <laughs> uh, Where we're going, we're gonna need boots. <laughs> uh, I think we should look into getting like a dog like this. This is pretty cool. Does it fight with you all the time? Of course. Have you never had the companionship of an animal? You look like a ranger. Oh yeah, like I love animals. It's just uh, I thought maybe no, I'm vampire. This is less frequent. No, you can, like, call them to you now. That's, like, a part of... Like, oh, this is gonna be it's like so a thing cool. that you can do. I'm, like, I'm really... I mean, really you're, you're kind of a new vampire, so you could probably only call, like, a swarm of rats or something to you, but... <laughs> no! Keep practicing. And Look, I, I can't call a swarm of rats. They'll eat all of the table legs. I've already <laughs> learned that. Big problem in Califax. <laughs> Right. There's a rumor. If there are vampires on the other side, I assume we're going to have to fight Lord Malaeus. Um, I hope, although you are new vampires, you're up to that task. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm very think I'm going to be pretty good at this, actually. Well, you are new faces, so he likely won't seek you out immediately. I imagine he'll focus his forces on Luvrik and Ristamar. They are mortal enemies after they betrayed the tyrant, after all. Let them be the distraction, and I will be in the crowd, ready for my time to strike and bring him down. And then I will follow his gas to his coffin <laughs> and do what I did to Turner. <laughs> Utter annihilation. This guy's cool. I like this guy. He's <laughs> a really cool guy. I don't know why you guys don't bring him around more often. <laughs> I'm new here. <laughs> he he makes uh, appearances and then just disappears mid-conversation. <laughs> you never know. Right. Um, so with that, I think the stage is set. Are you guys head into Gallowspire? Before we head into Gallowspire, as everybody starts to get together and they've heard their inspiring speeches, and this is like right before... Tulia stands on the like side of this the Nigul and she uses like ghost sound to make her voice carry as far as she possibly can and she speaks as loud as she can. Now I'm gonna grant all of y'all magical weapons so that we have the power to defeat this enemy. It won't last more than 
15 hours or so, but during that time, we will be a force to be reckoned with. And she's going to cast a level 7 spell, starting strong, uh, Eridan's Magic Army, and it, all weapons carried by allies for one hour per level in the range of 400 feet plus 40 per level, so that should certainly cover a lot of this army. Mm-hmm. I imbue all manufactured weapons carried by allies, allies within range with magic, granting each weapon a plus one enhancement bonus on all attack rolls and damage rolls per five caster levels with a maximum of plus four. I am able to do plus three. So even if it is a standard dagger on the side of someone's hip, it is now a plus three magic dagger. And uh, actually, this does help Rune because she had a plus two. Same with Quinley, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vestic's like, see, I can't turn on you. My weapons were upgraded too. Varu, his wolf, is just like wielding a longsword. Like, uh, what's the wolf in uh, in uh, Dark Souls? Uh, oh, I don't know. Dark Souls. Well, the, the wolf like carries a sword. That's great. Well, Tulia uh, is just basking in this moment because uh, I'm very happy to finally get my Oprah moment. You get plus three weapon. <laughs> you get plus three weapon, <laughs> and everyone can get very excited for 15 hours, and then it dies. Yep. So the attacks gotta happen tonight. Oh yeah. It's going down. So you all load back up into the Nigul to see what nefarious activity is happening atop Gallowspire. Load back up, drop a shit ton of buffs on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I need to go through the entire list because I do have like a standard rotation where basically my characters all essentially have like freedom of movement, heroism, etc. I don't think all of them, but close to. Durin like does fa- or false life. And then each one of my three characters that's boarding the ship has some sort of ability to fly, but it's not 10 minutes per level, hours per level. Individually, they're each like hour, or I'm sorry, minute per level, or minute like increments. So I'd like, if possible, to just be ready to kick those on when we see a dragon, like almost like a ready at action, but it won't be actual, you know what I mean. Yeah, so you're like, you're preparing to kick on all your fly abilities if you see a dragon. Mm -hmm. If you don't see a dragon, Probably kick them on immediately once you hit the top of Gallowspire. Hundred percent, yes. Because you know you're fighting a wizard. Hundred percent. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Um. So I want to make sure I cover the important ones, which are the ones that I'm giving to other people. Uh. So giving heroism to the Lopper, heroism to uh, Air Bearer, unless Ikmer prefers it for some reason, and then uh, doing the and uh, resist energy thirty fire to everybody. And Barkskin to everybody. And then, um, so those are the kind of important ones that I'm giving out. Uh, I'm also going to give out um, two other really important things. Um, Well, I'm going to also give out one other potentially really important thing uh, that I can give out to multiple people. It is minutes per level. Um, Eclipse wants to do the minutes per level fly when it's time. Uh, so otherwise, if that's if if I need to wait for this and cast it later, I can. But um, I've got some minutes per level stuff to enhance weapons, uh, like uh, my lead blades. And I think you could. I mean, again, you're gonna be at Gallaspire, you know, uninterrupted in like a two minute flight, maybe. So like minutes oh. per level is okay. 
in that case, uh, this does change a couple things just because I would like to give Air Barrett for sure on uh, his main hand weapon and his main hand weapon only. It's called Funeral Weapon. This is a relatively new spell for me. It's Transmutation. And by relatively new, I mean overnight I've gotten this. Um, it's a minute per level spell. And basically that weapon is able to bypass uh, physical defenses of any sort of undead creature ignoring five points of an undead damage reduction as long as it's not DR epic. I'm doing this more because I know, I think that one, the one worm is a undead, so. Yes, one is a revener. Uh, with that in mind, she's going to also give that to uh, herself. And those are minutes per level. I think that's kind of the big ones. And then um, Tulia is going to do uh, mirror image because, you know. Yeah. Makes sense. Jeffy. What was that spell again? Funeral? Funeral weapon. Funeral weapon. That is how it feels. Uh, you might not be able to actually tag that on in your lab. Um, it is just, uh, it's basically... It's on my end. If you attack yeah. with your main hand weapon, which you only have a main hand, well, as long as you're not using your bite, right? Um, Air Bear? Oh, sorry, I thought he, I thought you said Ikmer. Air Bear, make sure you're using your main hand. Uh, I will ignore five points of DR from an undead creature. Yeah, I just figured you'd okay. want to help out and say that as well. Happening. That's it? It's just five, five points of DR? It's not much, but five points is five points, and it's a level one spell, so... Yeah, it's not bad. There's one more thing that I want to call out, because we've talked about Durin needing to hit this combat. Matumbe just picked up at his level up, true seeing. He's going to throw that on Durin to try and get as much guaranteed damage per round as we can. Nice. Um, that pretty much concludes it. The one thing that I want to call out, Emily, I'm sure you've got a litany of stuff that you want to roll through. <laughs> um, but even though Matumbe does have that, like, Death Ward skull... This is going to be a large battlefield, I'm assuming. I can't guarantee that I'm covering the whole party with that, and we are definitely fighting death effects. So Durin is chugging a, a death uh, death ward extract, but besides that, we may want to just kick that on people if you have it available. If you want to hold off on that, Uska can ring all three of her bells and uh-huh. give it to everyone. Oh, sure. Uh, caster level 11. Perfect. Only 11 minutes. That'll do. Actually, let me double check to make sure. How many people do we have in this party now? If you include, so it's nine and then the lopper makes 10 if you're including the lopper. What? I feel like that's, even if it was creatures per caster level, that would be fine. You looking for it in the spell death ward? Yeah. The item doesn't have all of the. All right, let's see. Ah, uh, I think it has to be the item. Living creature touched. There is no creature cap as long as you can touch them all. So everybody like huddles touching you. Yep, just as long as they are within. Yeah, they all have to be close. So, yep. Perfect. Yeah, if, if that changes the range, that's it's fine. But 30, 30 feet, so. But I, th- I still believe it's like it works the same where it's just like, well, uh, hold on. Yeah, because the regular spell is just one living creature touched, right? Yeah, and this one is the wearer and all of her allies within 30 feet. So Yeah, so that should be all okay. of you. Yep. Yeah. So we're good. Good there. So Durin wouldn't have to use that ability. Yeah. Sure. Can keep it if it gets dispelled or something. Yeah. But there are a lot of other things that both Uska and Lyra are going to cast. So continuing on with Uska, she got a new spell 
moment of prescience. 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 Thank you. It looks like pre-science. Yeah, pre-science. Moment <laughs> of pre-science. <laughs> uh, so that gives her the ability to uh, to get a, b- a bonus based on caster levels, but it's just once per day. But pretty, pretty nice. Uh, it's literally not copied by any other lower level spell effect. I looked this up. So I was like, hmm, what do I want to take? It's like, that one is like a very unique spell. Yeah, I was very close to taking that. Yeah, pretty neat. Uh, she is also going to cast, uh, at the very end, she'll cast that spell turning on herself. And then Lyra is going to do her blessing of the harrow. So she does a harrow reading. And we all get the uh, bonus to dex today. Noice. It's a good one. Lyra also is going to give herself spell resistance. And then Uska forms a lifelink with Air Bear. And she uh, does the bells to give everyone Death Ward. Thank you. And then Uska will cast Hunter's Blessing. And today, instead of with going with undead we're gonna go with dragons because i feel like we might face some of those before we get up there crazy weird okay um if you let rags mauda know that there are dragons in the area she would inform you that if you lure them to either the port or starboard side of the ship she can broadside them uh using her own magic she has six cannons on either side but they need to be That's on the correct side of the ship. Man, I can't believe we're about to fly some dragons. I'm just saying, if dragons appear. <laughs> yeah, we might not have to fight them. If they appear. let's. You know what, guys? I think we should try diplomacy first. <laughs> says the uh, says the marshal. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we take off? I think we take off. All right, the group lifts off the ground as darkness settles over the wasteland city of Adarak. Gallows Spire stands as a symbol of the end of the world. Those that seek its destruction on the side of the living and those that defend it on the side of the dead. From its menacing heights, a colossal and malevolent presence emerges. Sicknavier, the great worm umbral dragon, a sight that strikes terror into the hearts of even the bravest souls. With wings spanning an incredible breadth, the great worm casts a vast shadow that blankets the landscape below. Its scales as black as the deepest abyss glisten with an otherworldly sheen, reflecting the pale moonlight. Eyes that burn with an inner blue flame glow like smoldering coals, piercing the night with their eerie luminescence. As the dragon descends from Gallowspire, the ground trembles beneath its weight. Each beat of its enormous wings sends gusts of wind howling through the surrounding valleys, carrying with them an ominous warning of impending doom. The very air seems to thicken with a sense of foreboding as a great worm draws near. The crew of the Nigul steal themselves as Sicknavier closes in on them. The dragon's elongated body, sinewy and powerful, eclipses the moon and blocks out the stars. Its jagged claws, sharp as obsidian blades, flex eagerly, yearning to rend and tear. 
With a fearsome roar that shakes the heavens, the umbral dragon unleashes its fury. Streams of inky darkness cascade from its maw, blotting out all light in a vortex of shadowy malevolence. The ship quivers under the onslaught as the dragon's breath weapon sweeps over it, leaving trails of devastation in its wake. Meanwhile, quiet as a whisper, Marogarth approaches the Knights of Last Wall from the west. Her legendary presence as the Mount of the Whispering Tyrant strikes fear into the battalions of armored men. She makes the first strike against the army gathered against her old master, unleashing a gout of green necrotic flames upon the knights. Screams of agony echo across the soon-to-be battlefield as Marogarth arcs upward towards the Nigul to continue her assault. As the flames settle, and after losing several men, General Mikhail, seasoned leader with a resolute gaze, steps forward to address all three of the gathered forces as dragon fire blazes in the sky above. His voice booms through the air, commanding attention amidst the tension that hangs like a heavy fog. Brothers and sisters of Ustalov, hear me now. General Mikhail's words carry a mix of authority and passion, resonating with each knight present. We stand on the precipice of a great struggle, a battle that will test the very essence of our beings. But I tell you this, we're not defined by the crumbling city around us, nor the horrors that lurk within. We're defined by our unwavering resolve, our noble hearts, and our undying dedication to protect what's just and true. He paces before the motley mix of knights, wolves, and vampires, his armor glinting in the fading light. Look around you, my comrades. See the faces of those who stand shoulder to shoulder with you. Though normally we may not see eye to eye, these are your brothers and sisters in arms. Together, we form an unbreakable bond, united in purpose and unwavering in our commitment to defend this land from the clutches of darkness. A surge of determination ripples through the ranks, their eyes locked onto General Mikhail, their spirits ignited by his words. This war is not just about Gallowspire. It's a war for the very soul of our realm, a battle against the encroaching shadows that seek to consume us. But fear not, for we are the beacon of hope in this desolate landscape. We are the defenders of life, the defenders of everything that's worth living for. The general's voice swells with fervor, his conviction echoing through the hearts of those who listen. Now we march into Adarak, into the very heart of darkness. We shall face the tyrant's minions with steel in our hands, fire in our hearts, and honor in our every action. We shall not waver, we shall not falter, for we are all children of Galarian, born of valor and bred for glory. A thunderous roar of affirmation rises from the knights, their weapons raised high, their spirits aflame. General McHale's voice rings out one final time, carrying the weight of their shared purpose. Let it be known that we do not fight this war for ourselves alone, but for the generations to come. We fight to restore hope, to reclaim what's rightfully ours, and to ensure that the light prevails over the darkness. The gathered armies stand ready, their hearts ablaze with courage and determination. The words of General McHale have breathed life into their weary souls, infusing them with the strength to face the horrors that await. With a resounding cheer, they march forward, guided by his speech, ready to defy the odds and etch their names into the annals of history. 
General Mikhail takes one last look up towards the sky, towards his daughter and the gathered forces, greatest hope of victory. Before setting his sights towards Galaspire, he yells, onward for glory. As the knights and the vampires and the wolves charge into Adarak and towards Galaspire, you hear the rippling shots of several trebuchets as they fire rocks into the hordes of undead standing in the streets of the desolate city. From above, you see dragons ahead and you see armies surging down below onward into the city. And I need you all to roll for initiative. Oh my gosh. These two dragons are attacking the ship. And I guess, you know, there's only one thing to do. Roll initiative for fucking 10 characters and in 10 minutes start the combat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You would all see these dragons coming, so with your readied actions, those of you with a fly thing can kick that on. Awesome. Perfect. Oh, I had to zoom out really far to see these dragons. So, what you got? Story's locking down a 14. Eclipse. Eclipse got a 13. Tulia. Tulia got a 28. Durin. 26. Uska. 27. Matumbe. Unfortunately for me, also a 26, with a lower modifier than Durin. That is unfortunate. Ikmer. Yeah. Pretty low with a 10. Air Bear. Still pretty low with a 23. Lyra. 11. And then let's see what our good friend Regs Mauda rolled. What's your uh, modifier saw? That would be a 9. Okay, she's going to go just under you. Wow, that's shocking. That is. Okay, we're going to start combat here. Tulia, you can see dragons about 90 feet off the front of the ship. At least the closest. Tulia will muster her newfound strength, and she is going to cast a spell uh, starting with Ikmer and she is going to cast Heart of the Mammoth, an 8th level spell to start this combat on Ikmer this target creature becomes stronger hardier and imbued with the courage of the greatest megafauna of the tundra, the spell grants a plus 8 enhancement bonus to strength and constitution, an immunity to fear a plus four morale bonus to will saves and doubles the critical threat range of all of its attacks against the creatures of dragon type. This doesn't stack though with improved critical keen edge or similar effects, but you are effectively now got big heart and you're very excited to attack dragons. Oh yeah. Does that enlarged heart come with an enlarged body or is he going to have to go to the vet? The large party will come eventually. Yeah. That veterinary visit it is. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely gonna get oh, that wait. checked out. So that is kind of her first turn. Uh, that is a, a big old level eight spell, very first time she's ever cast it. And um, honestly, she's not gonna move anywhere. So, cause she wants to be here ready to cast more spells on her allies. So that's hers. Okay, Uska. Uska heard that these dragons have likely have some sort of spell resistance that will make it difficult for all of us spellcasters to actually cast a spell on them. So she'd like to chip away at that. She moves up to get closer to Durin. She doesn't have, she's flying, but she doesn't have the movement to get all the way up to touch any of his bombs. But now that she has some mythic abilities, she has face reach, which allows her divine spells to have, uh, touch spells to have a range of 30 feet. That's so cool. So now she casts splinter spell resistance. Nice. On uh, up to 50 pieces of ammunition touched, which I now believe can be within 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will, uh, the first time each round, the weapon damages a creature with spell resistance, that creature's spell resistance is reduced by five for one round. It's not cumulative though. Okay. That's a very good person to put that on because it just says damaged. Yeah. Which, so like I always used to put that on our bear. So if he missed the hit, he missed the hit. This is at least damage. Yeah. On, a, on like a bomb. Might, <laughs> right. And this might not be the perfect situation for what I'm about to describe, but like splash weapons too. Like I could potentially hit both of them if they get next to each other, which is a huge if in this situation. But mm. hell, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is Dern's turn. Well, um, something that I think we neglected to mention is that just like back in the old days of the neutral interlude, Dern's up in that crow's nest. However, it's not the main crow's nest on the main sail. It's the crow's nest on that f- sail that's a little shorter up forward. I think we decided that was on off air. That was about 20 feet up in the air. <laughs> so everyone's basically behind him and Dern is about to let it rip. I think the call is just to go after the big guy first and see what we can do. I assume that's Signavier, because I think that's how that was described. Um, I'd like to start with a knowledge check. Is that Arcana or Religion? Arcana. Okay. That's good, because it's a little higher for him. Oh, but a two on the die. 33? Uh, 33 gets you nothing. Okay. In that case, we are going to get to work here. So, expending one point of mythic power... Durin is going to use his deadly throw trickster ability, which means as a swift action, he can draw and throw a bomb, um, rolling twice with a plus two, taking the higher um, in addition to anything else that he can do this turn. So we're starting there. He whips a bomb out at Signavier. It's a 17 on the die. Though the creature is far away, that is going to be very, very high against touch. And you have a... Is this the thing that ignores a range increment, or do you... I have a range increment. I can total it out for you. 
That will be 45. So you are currently... So that's going to be a 40 against your touch. Well, I no, I'm, I'm just saying you can't do a fifth ring. He's 120 feet from you, mm-hmm. right? You can't pass your... You have a 20-foot range increment, right? Yep. So you can't pass your fifth range increment. I did not five. know you couldn't pass five. Well, that changes things. You could like literally fly forward ten feet and do it, but <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it'll be it'll be at a minus whatever. But hmm. let me check the other guy to see if he's any closer because I need to be putting up as much damage per round, and moving ten feet is not a five foot step. Uh, it looks like you can get Marigarth, hundred ten. Okay, well, Marigarth, it'll be then, I guess. I wanted to focus. If on that changes game. your bomb, you can go ahead and change your bomb. I think Durin would know at this point you know where he's yeah my plan is to use i have to assume they're both evil so i'm just going with the the standard holy so it's just gonna be good damage so all right so um 17 off the die uh 40 against touch at that range yes that will hit touch all right great it's gonna be 32 points of good damage i'm going to need a reflex save 32 points of good damage. Let me get you that reflex save. That is a 29. 29 is a success, so unless you got evasion, that's going to be 9 points of splash damage. And if the creature can roll a fort save, I don't know if this counts as undead or um, or dragon. Um, so this is an undead creature. Okay. So then let's not worry about the fort save versus staggered. But do I get a save against the splinter or is the splinter just happen? Because this creature also has spell resistance. Oh, Emily. I believe it's a save. It's kind of a shot in the dark. Spell. That is a DC 20 uh, fortitude to negate. Okay. I'm going to say that it has to roll this, even though it's undead. I feel like this isn't, like, the mostly immune to fortitude stuff. I feel like it has spell resistance and it has a fort save, so it's a 28. Or, sorry, 38. You know, in the text of the spell, it doesn't say anything about negating, but it does give a saving throw. Hmm. Which one was this again? Splinter spell resistance. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a look at that because the saving throw could be like I, I don't know why you would ever do this, but if you cast it on like an unwilling person, it that could was be what the saving throw too. is. But by the same token, hmm. On PFSRD, it says Fort negates. Yeah, it says Fort negates on here too. Okay. Yeah, spl- Splinter spell resistance has a fortitude save. It's odd because that's usually where that that exists is that like normally that fortitude negates is usually when you're casting it on someone, but you're not casting the person you're casting on. That's just like spell resistance. No, because you're not you're casting on a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says yeah. so. So the effect, which is the minus five to attack creatures, spell resistance has the fortitude save. It's not uh, a fortitude okay, save. Okay. It's not a fortitude save. For, like, the object being targeted. Okay. Because objects don't have fortitude saves, and so... That makes sense. So, my spell resistance is not decreased. Do I have to roll that? I assume I only roll that once, even though I took splash, because it's once per bomb. Yes, it's not not cumulative for multiple attacks, uh, but 
I think it, I have to make the save if he hits me with multiple bombs, though, right? Like, if I have not taken the minus five, I still roll the fortitude right. save. Then mm -hmm. it's, it's just saying, like, it doesn't go from minus five to minus ten if yeah. he hits me twice yeah. or mm -hmm. twice. All right, well, I can keep up the pressure if we're decided on that. Because I got three more bombs to go this round. Sounds like it. Let's go. All right, 12 on the die. That's uh, 35 against a touch. And you're taking into account your sure range. Am. Yep. You're good. This one has a little bit better touch than the big one. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to do 40 more points of good. And then I will need the reflex save. Um, yeah, reflex save for that splash. Ooh, that's not going to do it. I don't think 18. Ooh, just. Well, I was about to say just shy. That's not true. That's pretty shy. Uh, 19 points of splash damage. Two more bombs to go. 38 against your touch. Yep. It's going to be 30 points of good damage, and I'm going to need that reflex save. That's a 28. 28 succeeds, so you're going to take nine points of good. And then here comes the fourth and final bomb. 14 on the die. We are looking at a 27 against your touch. 27 hits. Lovely. 42 points of good damage. Reflex save against the splash. Uh, only a 22. That is a failure. 19 more points of good damage. All right. Looks like you've been chipping away at Marogarth. And after throwing four bombs, I imagine it's like one of those, I don't know, this is like a very specific cliche moment in like an anime or an action thing where like someone will fire a bunch of times or fire a bunch of cannons and then there's like a pause and then all the explosions, boom, 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 one after the other, like off in the distance. That's what just happened. Yeah. All right. Well, it's the tomb's turn. Lovely. Okay. I'm just going to keep it rolling. So as part of Matumbe's mythic level up, he took something that is probably the most Matumbe mythic <laughs> power possible. It's called display of intelligence. So I'm going to be as a free action using one instance of my mythic power for a plus 20 to an intelligence skiller check. So time to roll some knowledge checks, baby. With Matumbe's impressive knowledge that he has, does he also have the movement to move five feet closer to Saw? Yeah, he can make that happen. Okay. <laughs> With his very impressive knowledge, he would know that being within 30 feet of all of the allies is a little more helpful. All right. He yeah. will saunter five feet over and then... Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. <laughs> And then it is time for some knowledge checks. Let's start with, since we're keeping the pressure, or starting the pressure up on Marogarth, is that uh, religion, religion Arcana? Yeah. Okay, religion. There we go. That'll be an 83. Sure. Um, Sorry, what? That'll be an 83. Oh. I rolled well off the die. I have a plus 37 to this check. And I got the plus 20 circumstance bonus. <laughs> nice. All right. Ever? So yeah, it's, of course uh, I've taken uh -huh, that. Uh -huh. Let's give you some stuff. It's got blind sense, 120 feet. It's got a breath weapon that is a 50 foot cone dealing 12d10 fire damage plus two negative levels. <laughs> uh, it's got channel resistance plus four. It's got 
Towering Fear ability, which we'll talk about once we get to its Frightful Presence, which will affect all of you on its turn. It's free action. Those of you within 180 feet of it who witness uh, the creature may become frightened or shaken. Um, the duration is 5d6 rounds, um, and it affects creatures that have fewer hit dice or levels than this does, which you all do. Uh, let's see. So you all will be shaken. Except Ikmer. Right, except anyone that's immune to fear. And you're immune to the, the frightful presence for 24 hours after you make the save. Uh, cowering fear, if you're shaken by its frightful presence, you're cowering instead of shaken for the first round of effect and then shaken for the duration. It can crush you, but it can only crush small creatures. So that's Eclipse, Air Bear, Uska, or is Uska, Uska's treated as medium, right? No, she is, she is small. Okay, uh, so the three of you could potentially be crushed by it. Uh, it would like move into your space and do damage to you. I, um, quick question about that. What? How does that interact with underfoot? You'd still be crushed. Okay. It has to take an action to crush, so you can still oh, go underfoot. Okay. Okay. That means, okay. okay. Very easy for it to crush you uh, if you are underfoot. All of its attack do uh, <laughs> do do energy drain. Uh, it's got a fire aura, so it's surrounded by. If, if you're within five feet of it, you take. Um, a d6 of fire damage at the beginning of its turn. It uh, is immune to ability drain, bleed, death and necromancy effects, disease, energy drain, exhaustion, fatigue, fire, mind affecting, non-lethal, paralysis, physical ability damage, poison, sleep, stunning. It can see through smoke. It can, can, if you die within 30 feet of you, it, it will consume your soul. It can uh, do more magic when it has consumed souls. While it has souls consumed, it gains hit points. It has spell resistance 27. Uh, it has vital strike, and it is vulnerable to cold. Uh, in addition, we've got cleave, vital strike, improved initiative, <laughs> improved iron will, improved vital strike, multi-attack, power attack, vital strike. It's lowest save is reflex. It's got, um, oh, I didn't talk about its DR. DR5 good. It's got a bunch of spell casting. It can cast spells up to level five. And, uh, you know, if it gets next to you, it can bite, claw, claw, tail, slap, wing, wing. All right. That's my boy, Marogarth. Yep. Okay. Time to keep the party rolling with Sick Navier. That's going to be Arcana. Okay. Oh, boy. I believe that is going to be... To, let me make sure I'm doing my math right. I think 71. 71. Using the, that same plus okay. 20 thing. You get five questions. Special defenses. Special defenses. Uh, five questions might get you most of the things you need, but... <laughs> Uh, let's see. It is. Uh, it's got DR. You know that's going to be my second question. Okay. So let's just go. <laughs> it's DR twenty magic. Oh. High but easy to bypass. It's just okay. Magic, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. It is immune to cold, death effects, negative energy, paralysis, sleep, and has spell resistance. Mm, okay. What does everybody else want to know? We got three more questions. 
Magic caster's lowest save. I'm assuming it's reflex, but that could be valuable. Sure. Yeah. Low save? Reflex. Yeah. Okay, we got two more. Sorry, did you say what the spell resistance was? Just that it has it. We could ask it. I think that would be helpful to know, just to know what are the odds if we cast a spell. Spell resistance. 33. Mm, That's up there. Oof. All right, one more question. Maybe a special abilities. What do you think? Yeah, could be good to know. Special abilities. Let's roll. Um, It is a 20th level caster, so it can cast up to 9th level spells. It has two breath attacks. One is a 70-foot cone that deals negative energy damage, which you guys should be fine from. The second can only use three times a day. Causes strength, drain, and blindness. This is its shadow breath ability. That's pretty major. Uh, Let's see. You said special abilities, right? Correct. Um, So... It's all of its tax damage incorporeal creatures normally. If you are slain by this dragon, you rise as a greater shadow under the dragon's control. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to make the differentiation between special ability and special attack. Let's see. At will, it can cast darkness. It can cast finger of death three times per day as a spell-like ability. Can cast shadow walk, vampiric touch, and project image at will. You can cast shades at will. That's about it. Okay. Well, that was Matube's knowledge checks for this turn. <laughs> yep. As a swift action, he's going to use his martial ability called Rally, which means that expending a third use of his mythic ability this turn. He is going to grant allies within 30 feet. So that's basically everybody, I think, except for Durin, um, a re-roll on any 1d20 roll after the roll is made. You need to use that before the beginning of my next turn. And you all who choose to use that re-roll must take the second roll, even if it is lower. So okay. everyone has a roll twice take the... Not roll twice take, but a re-roll if you don't like your roll. And now for his actual turn. And Steve, yep. just um, make sure we're all good. Are all of those free actions? The 20s were free actions. This is a swift. So the swift is a, the first thing that ticks against my uh, action, action economy, economy yep. this round. Okay. I th- They're very far away. I think this is unlikely to succeed but there's nothing I can really do at this distance, and I don't have real appropriate buffs for them or for myself or anybody else. So I think... Actually, I'm sorry. I do have to ask one question. I didn't quite get everything. Marogarth can see basic... Wait, can they both... Do they both essentially have, like, true seeing? Because I'm considering throwing greater invisibility on somebody. Uh, you don't know about Signavier, but Aragarth essentially does. Okay, so Signavier, I can pretty much guarantee does. I would assume so. So that's not worth it. I think I'm just going to point the book at Marogarth and attempt a Searing Light just to see if maybe I can hit him. Um, I'm going to try the spell resistance first. Okay. 
Ooh, it's a 15 on the die. That could do it. That's a 28 versus spell resistance. Yeah, you literally 27. just beat it. Yeah. I, I knew I had to roll really high. All right. So I still need to hit his touch. Rolling at a plus 18. Well within the range increment of this very long range spell. 14 on the die. That is going to be a 32. Yep. Hell yeah. Okay. So... Creature's going to take 1d8 points per two caster levels. Is this an undead creature? Yes, it is. So that's 1d6 per caster level. And I don't think they're susceptible to bright light. We cap out at 10 for this, so I got to roll 10d6. I really thought I was throwing this spell away, but I'll take this. And Searing Light is not doesn't have any fire damage as a part of it, right? No, it's just like untyped damage in here. Sounds good. All right, that's going to be 36 points of damage as like a a purple beam just cuts through Maragarth about 100 feet. uh, And he's sitting sort of between our port and our prow of the ship. And that's the end of Matumbe's fucking long ass turn. Yep, Air Bear. Get him in now. It's one of your last few turns. Ever. Yeah. I'm stretching them out. <laughs> I don't want it dead. More knowledge checks, please. <laughs> <laughs> you already have the broom out and on it? Yeah, we would have done that. Okay. Seeing them. My dilemma, I cannot move quite the speed that it, that I was hoping. Do you just want to delay? Since you can't get up to either one of them? Not quite. He is going to. He is going to double move to the port side. Okay. Off of the ship, which is the same side as Mar- Meryl Garth. Mm-hmm. Eighty feet. The ex- the extent of his his movement with an attempt to to possibly draw Meryl Garth's attention to that side. Gotcha. Okay, it is Marigarth's turn. I think Marigarth has kind of a singular uh, desire, and that is to get back at the person that threw four bombs at her. So we're going to move towards the ship, and then... i got to zoom out so I can see this. Uh... Uh, we'll move five feet closer just so I can get everyone in that. See, I mean, I can do that within her reach. So, I'll just go there. Uh, burn an eight. So, I need everyone to roll me a reflex save. Everyone but Air Bear. And we can use that what ability for this? Um, the roll again. So, you can roll. If you like your result, keep it. If you don't, you can use that uh, roll a second time and have to take the second. All right, reflex save. Eclipse will be re-rolling thanks to Matumbe. <laughs> yes. Matumbe will use the re-roll. A little better. But probably not going to save him from that. Bikmer's re-roll was not advantageous. No. Tulia will use the re-roll. Oh, boy. Ooh, all right. All right, both times, super worth it. Thank you, Matumbe. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's why I took it. All right. 
I have my rolls in. 34 for Tulia. Okay. 34 for Durin. 27 Matumbe. 32 Sawyer. Okay. 32 Eclipse. Those are 19 and 18s on the die. Started with threes and twos, so really did a lot better. And Lopper got a nat 20. Uh, it's still not good, but he did get a nat 20. Yeah, nat 20 out of succeeds. Yeah. Yep, I know. It's that he needed that. Yep. It's... Uh, Erkmer got a 17. Okay. Uska as in trying to decide if I want to use an immediate action here. Have, what? Uska has acted. Okay. I could boost my save by four going from a 28 to a 32, which could be enough to change the tide. I don't know if a 28 is going to be enough. There's one more thing I'd like to bring up. As the master of throwing extra D6s on bullshit... Surge. I have taken another mythic ability, and this is the last one that I think I haven't discussed yet, called Focus. When an ally within 30 feet uses Surge, it rolls bonus die twice and takes the higher result. So if you're close by Matumbe and use your Surge, you roll that D6 twice yeah, and take the better. Yeah, do that, do that. Use your Ooh, Surge. Yeah, we are not very far apart. Instead of using her Tweak the Odds, Uska is going to use one point uh, of mythic power to roll this d6 twice. Oh, a five and a five. Mm. So better than I would have gotten uh, without using the uh, the surge ability. So that takes me to a 33. And then Lyra is a 24. How? Oh, and she hasn't acted yet. Okay. DC. 26. Fuck yeah! So those that fail take 85 points of fire damage. Those that succeed take 42. 85 minus 30. Yes. Now, given that you all have Death Ward on, you don't take the two negative levels on top of that. Thank God. That is Marogarth's turn. And now... For those of us who succeeded, we take 42. Is that what you said? Yes. So really 12. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Next in the order is Signavier. Is going to fly up. And I'll adjust my position in a second once I get my cone going. Oh, I shouldn't need to. That's a 70 footer. So everyone but Air Bear. Uh, let's see. We'll need to make me a fortitude save. Okay. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, I did use all of my stuff <laughs> for everyone but the lopper so far. <laughs> oh, man. It's so close to a 17, but that's fucking cocked. That sucks. And then I rolled a 17. <laughs> all right. That works. Damn. Uh, Uska got a uh, natural one there, so she's going to re-roll. She didn't use that before. And then Tulia is going to use one point of the great power, greater expense. Bitkmer got a 32. Okay. All right. Tulia got a 28 after rolling twice and taking the better. Eclipse did get a natural 20, which was very cool for her. Um, And then the Lopper got a 17 on the die for also a 28. Okay. 
Sawyer is going to take his second roll. Much, much, much better. Lyra got a 27 and Uska got a 28. Okay. I have a 34 with Durin. I have a 42 with Sawyer. Matumbe has a 22. I'm worried that's too low to salvage, though. And I think I might just have to soak it up because even if I max it. So my thought is I could max a D6 on the mythic power potentially. And I could also throw inspiration on there as an immediate action. But then I can't use my swift action next round to give everybody the roll twice and take the better, which I think is way, way, way more effective. I think I just have to settle with the 22 and take whatever awful punishment this is going to be. Okay. Everybody got their saves locked. Yep. Okay. DC was 32. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) If you succeeded, you take four points of strength drain. If you failed, you take 12 points of strength drain and are blind for three rounds. Okay. Those of you whose strength is not above 12 go unconscious. I'm sorry, before or after the drain? Hmm? Before or after the drain? You go unconscious once you take the 12 strength drain. Oh, I hear. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Like if you have less than 12 strength. If, if that takes you to zero strength, you go unconscious. If it takes you to one, you're like crippled. Yeah, so that's... Really, 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 really bad. Yeah, Uska goes unconscious. Oh, no! Thank goodness Lyra does not. So it's uh, 12 strength drain, drain if you fail anything. And what else? What's that? What else if you fail? Uh, three rounds of blind. Neat, 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 yeah. All of my characters are up. I do have to make sure. Yeah, that's tough. But most of your frontliners survived it. I think only one person went down. And Tulia, I believe, only stayed up. Yeah, Tulia's almost only reason for staying up is because she switched to the physical perfection belt and not just a con belt. Well, that is Signavier's turn. It is Sawyer's turn. Great. First thing he's going to do, get angry. He's going to enter a rage. Additionally, he is going to expend a use of his mythic power on his mythic power attack. So for the next minute, I am going to ignore the penalty from attack for attack rolls for power attack, which is going to be important with my four points of strength drain. Yes. Okay. That out of the way, raging in that key on, I must make a decision whether to attack Signavier or Marigarth. Marigarth is further away. Signavier, uh, he's really large. I have to assume he threatens Sawyer at that range, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd have to soak the AOO from Signavier to get to Marigarth, probably soaking an AOO in the process getting to Marigarth as well. That's tough. Does anybody have a way in if I should focus, I, my gut tells me I should just focus down the smaller dragon and try and just wipe it off the board. I know Signavier's awful. Do it. Okay. I got you. Sweet. So, a couple things are going to happen here. Sawyer needs to hit. He will be doing. Ooh. Well, I can kind of get a diagonal. What do you think about pounce here, Griff? Is the mask going to get in my way? You have 10 feet of reach, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a straight line, and you can dodge the mass, so. Perfect. That's exactly where it wants to go. He does a pounce up, and I know I'm going to soak an AOO, but before I do so, I just do want to declare that he is going to be basically, for as long as I can, using Raging Brutality, which adds my con modifier to all of my damage rolls. Very nice. Two power attacks, or sorry, not power attacks, two attack of opportunities. You got me thinking power attack now. <laughs> two attack of opportunities coming at you. Yep. Let's get, let's resolve Marigarth first, since you're coming up on Marigarth. Ooh, not going to be great. 42. Nope. And then Signavier's is going to be in the 50s, 54. Oh, that'll do it, yeah. So Signavier's going to bite at you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to be 44 points of damage, and it is going to attempt to grab you. Does that bypass Silver DR? Let's see. Yes. It's plus five. Okay. It counts as plus five. And then... I got freedom of movement. Oh, you have freedom of movement. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. I got really worried for a second there. <laughs> yes, you. And it's the very last thing on my sheet. Oh, thank God. I All was right. going to say, I think my CMB is higher than your CMD. Just my bonus. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with the... Okay. With the pounce, I'm going to attack a fucking lot of times. So here comes a whole bunch of long sword swings. Okay. I'm just going to do them on the dice roller. None of these are good, right? None of these are good. they go up good. to good? They, it go, it's a plus it's, five. It's the yeah. raging thing, yeah. Ooh, some single digit rolls here. 43. 43 against the small dragon hits. Good. How about a 36? No. Okay, then my 34 will not. So that is one hit with the plus five here, sawback, sword, longsword. Um, and then we're going to be doing 48 points of damage. Okay. He's going to try and bite. 41. 41 hits the small dragon. That's good news. Does this dragon worship Urgothoa? Worth asking. It is worth asking, yeah. Well, hold on, let me double check. This dragon does worship a Holy shit! <laughs> All right. I was like, I was like, maybe we should check this, I don't know. All right, well, I'm gonna go back and roll two more d6 later, but so for this attack, it is going to be 36 plus eight. All right, that is going to be 44 points of damage. Had 40 hit points left. <laughs> What? Wow. Saw charges across the deck of the ship uh, with, you know, a deafness that you would expect from an ex-pirate and from kind of the railing slashes out, only manages to cut the dragon once with his sword, but then bites out. He bit yeah. first, right? Bites out, catches the thing by the ankle. It shrieks at him. This, its belly starting to fill with fire again and then you just like rip its tendons down and pull its leg off and then Sawyer is still on the ship this thing is not it just drops yeah drops right out of the sky okay you see it luckily crash into a building and not people down below <laughs> the combat what a turn okay I feel my heart's pounding but we got him it is Reg's Mauda's turn. Oh, what can she do? He's such a high spell resistance. And she's been told that from the sidelines. 
We still haven't touched the big guy yet, which, though we had a small victory here, I'm still very worried. I think she's just going to toss... Uh, I really don't want to move her off the sh- off the bow of the ship. Well, she is going to toss a fireball to affect as many of you as she possibly can. Unfortunately, I think this is all I'm going to be able to get. I'm going to be able to get Eclipse, Matumbe, Uska, Lyra, Tulia, Erber, and Durin in the in the fire. Ikmer. Oh yes, Ikmer. And she is empowering it. So you're all healed for 35 points of healing. The way the Phoenix works is she heals you for half the damage she would have dealt. So she empowered a fireball to do damage in a half. Um, got 70 total damage. So everyone on the battlefield uh, th- that I mentioned gets healed from this flame. Uh, she doesn't have a dragon you know, in front of her cannons to begin firing at. Eclipse. It is Eclipse's turn. Question so that I can make sure I got him straight. The dragon that's still alive, maybe, or that's not the one weak to cold? That is not the one weak to cold. That is the one immune to cold. Thank you. That's an important distinction. <laughs> it is a good distinction to make. Okay. 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 Well, Eclipse is actually going to use this turn to buff the party. And she's going to do that by actually casting haste on everyone because haste is always good. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do as Rags Mauda, but she was just a little bit too far away. Uh, Sawyer would not get it. Air Bear would not get it. But haste, haste is good, especially as some of us have medium loads now. Can't move as fast. Some of you should have heavy loads. I think Matumbe's is heavy, but uh, I ain't planning on moving. <laughs> so that's Eclipse's standard. I do think she is going to use her movement, which she is flying, but has a medium load, but now has extra 30 feet. So she has like normal movement. Do you have 30 feet of fly? I have 60 feet of fly. Normally. Right. But what is it with the medium load? Great question. Haste doesn't just give you, it gives you 30 or your speed, whichever is lower. Well. So like, if you're at half speed. So my, so, okay. My land, my normal land speed is 50 and it went down to 35, like with the medium load. So would my fly go down a similar amount? I don't know. That seems whack to me that it would go from 50 to 35. Should go 50 to 25. I think medium load has your speed. So if it's fly, like the spell, it's 40 feet if you wear medium or heavy armor or it carries a medium or heavy load. Okay, so your fly is 40 and then you get 30 additional. So 70. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got plenty though to get on the other side of the battlefield because Eclipse is going to want to start attacking, but I'm trying to, I don't want to go super far, but I'd like to go close enough. Because I can't attack this round, so I don't want to soak an AOO for just because I am moving. (laughs) Um, Is this part of the area that they can hit? I can't quite see where where it is. I only see the edge. Uh, It could hit you there, but you're moving into its range, so it can't AOO you there. 
Perfect. So she will move 30 feet. Be on the other side, close to Sicknavier. And then the Lopper has a very unfortunate negative 12 to strength and is uh, very not good and not helpful anymore. So, and is blind. Uh, So he's probably just going to fumble around where he's currently at and not do anything. All right. Lyra. Lyra is also blind and is feeling very weighed down by the gear that she is holding now, but she is not unconscious. She knew where Uska was before she went blind and presumably could hear a thud as Uska hit the deck of the ship. Lyra has empowered magic from these mythic tears. She took mythic heal, which if she uses two mythic points, acts as restoration. Whoa! (laughs) You can finally use it in battle. That's so cool. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, So Lyra fumbles forward and her movement right now, even with with haste, is 12.5 feet. Hmm. (laughs) We only gotta move five. Yep. So so Lyra is fumbling around and knows roughly where Uska's at and essentially runs into her, bends down to touch her and uses the two mythic points to uh, remove that strength damage from Uska, allowing her to be conscious but blind. Oh, and as a swift action... Wait, wouldn't heal fix all the other things that heal fixes as well? Oh, it... Oh, yeah, blinded. Yeah, yeah. So it's... I was going to say, I think think Mythic only makes it better. It doesn't make it work just as... That is true. I was thinking, oh, uh, Uska's already at full health, so nothing else really helps her. But the blinded removed, so she is back to full fighting potential. And, uh... With Lyra's song going, everyone is inspired. Okay. Yeah. Ikmer bringing up the rear this round one. <laughs> Wild round one with all these mythic abilities. And if they, ha- if we happen to be within 30 feet of Lyra, uh, once she moves up, you get that sonic damage still too. Them acoustics. They're great on this ship. All right, I wish you could go up and just hit him because uh, hopefully I gave you some good buffs and that aid enhancement bonus to strength hopefully also negated your four drain. He probably doesn't have combat reflexes, so uh, yeah, so I'm sure does. Oh, you're going to get hit. <laughs> but only once from an attack of opportunity. It's not like right. a full round attack. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yeah. He's not going to chumble one but you quite yet. And you got fifty something AC. That that is true. That is true. As a swift action, as a part of Ikmer's uh, mythic ascension, he chose the divine decisive strike ability. Giving using a swift action, you can expend one use of mythic power to give one ally within thirty feet. The ability to immediately make a single melee or ranged attack on your turn. 
add your cheer to the bonus on the attack roll. The the damage dealt by the attack bypasses all damage reduction, and this attack doesn't count towards the ally's action on their turn. Durin has been heavy and has the ranged ability on this combat that no one else does. My man, take your attack. Like right now? Yes, like on right now. Ikmer's turn. All right. Does it provoke an attack of opportunity? No. Hell yeah. Okay, here we go. Bomb attack. Oh. Why wouldn't it? Why, yeah, I get, it, it does. I, why, I guess, does Signavier threaten that space? Let's see how far away he is. 30 feet? I'd say so. Don't see why not. Signavier's, I mean, He's colossal, yeah. so doesn't really matter that you're up in the air. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, though, because this is a swift action for you, and usually swift actions don't provoke, so... Oh, that's a good it point. It is a swift... Is it a swift action to give him a standard action? Like, that's kind of what I don't get. Usually an attack is gonna is gonna provoke an AOL. It does, yeah, it says, give one ally within 30 feet the ability to immediately make a single melee. So that, I don't, yeah, I you can kind of argue it that it sounds kind of like an immediate action, which behaves like a swift, but it is an attack, so it would provoke an attack of opportunity. Like, that's, that's kind of hazy. Yeah, it's tough. Once you start to get into mythic territory, it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, the rules contradict themselves uh, a little bit. Right. It really is. Imagine if we had 10 tiers. Don't, yeah, I don't think, my, my brain is already broken enough. I do have freedom from movement, so I can't be grabbed. I've got fortification armor. He would definitely hit me. Durin does not have a good AC, but I could probably take a hit if that is how it works. Yeah, why don't we rule it that way? That kind of makes sense. I mean, I just feel like an attack in any sense of the word is going to provoke. There are a couple similar abilities, because I know what this is. There are a couple similar abilities that very specifically call out that it doesn't provoke. Mm I mean, I'm the one getting hit, but I think that's kind of fair. I I think you should just go for it. Unless, I know, Bricks, you're doing some Googling. Unless you see something. You're doing the attack? Yeah. All right, you find out some valuable information. He doesn't have combat reflex. Okay! Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> okay. Uh, from what I'm reading, it, it behaves like a normal attack from the attacker or from the the person that in this case Ikmer is giving the attack to. So it provoked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is a 32 against your touch. Oh, yeah, baby. You're looking for a one. <laughs> oh, boy. One on the die or one touch? Oh, one touch. My God. Oh. He is thick. <laughs> Makes up for it in, in uh, natural armor. All right. Well, we're going to be doing 35 points of good damage. Uh, can he be affected by fortitude saves? I don't see why not. Great. Well, then I will need one against the staggered condition. Although, hold on. Unless he's immune to that. He's immune to some things. He's not immune to all of the undead things. And staggered is not one of them. Or is not one of the things that he's immune to, specifically. So, uh, it's a 
37. Okay, 37 is definitely a pass, but let me get a reflex save against the splash. Sure thing. That is a 32. Okay, a 32 is a success. You're taking nine more points of good damage. Thank you so much, Brooks. That's awesome. Basically got... That was just his swift action, too. What else is he going to do? 44 points of free damage. Let's go. Yeah. And now we learn that there's... uh, Go attack. You can go up! It is time. That's what he did. That's what he did to you. He did that to you. Just to test the waters. Canary in the coal mine up here. (laughs) Darren, go get him! You might be able to get the other corner for 30. If you're looking... Oh, not quite. Well, even with more than thirty. Haste? Oh, you have haste. Yeah, you're good. Yes. Yeah, dude, I've I've boosted you. <laughs> it is time. Boosted hard. He moves up. Has a standard action left. He's swinging. He is. I just need to make sure that I have everything else. All your gives and takes. All those <laughs> gives and takes. Strength drain. Remember that critical. Chances increase. He's already got improved critical. Oh, okay. Do. Darn. It's fine. You got that plus that eight enhancement does, bonus. Yeah, exactly. That does that does change a lot. Yeah. Alright. Attack coming. The hands, enhancement is nice. It doesn't stack with uh, the doesn't, belt. It doesn't stack with other enhancements, but it is plus eight, which there's no way he has. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely a net benefit, no doubt. That's a 37 hit. No. Then Ikmer is left in front of Sick Navier with without fear, but flying in front of him off of the ship. Alright. Tulia. Blind and hobbled. Tulia is not blind and hobbled. Why not? Because at level 15, and this is something I only, as in my desperate search for how to not be blind anymore, at level 15, when I use the power, great power, greater expense, which I have for eight times a day, not only do I roll twice on a check and take the better, I add my intelligence bonus, which put me above the check, because I had a 28. Okay, so, unfortunately... Although great power, greater expense is fantastic, it doesn't let me um, do any sort of additional. I don't. I get stuff for like caster level checks, but I don't get anything for um, against spell resistance. Now that's okay. I do have greater spell penetration at this point, so it, I do have a pretty good chance. Because what I'm gonna do is cast a spell, a melee touch attack, a spell against Signavier. Now, Matumbe uh, would be able to have told me what, if there is any energy that would be better, right? If Um, we even know. Immune to cold? I don't think I caught anything else. Okay. Any resistances or anything. I am going to use one swift action, expend one use of mythic power. Nope, not that one. I am going to use my energy conversion which means when I cast a spell with acid, cold, electricity, or fire, I can expend a use of mythic power to switch the energy to a different one. So I can now cast my polar ray, which has the ranged touch attack, and use a point of mythic power to make it not cold. <laughs> um, so that is what I'm going to do. And I guess I will pick acid. Okay. 
All right. And so I'm going to do spell resistance first. I got a 19 on the die plus 21. Okay. So that's good. And then a ranged touch attack. My ranged touch attack should be really good. I mean, just don't roll a one. It's got a touch AC of one. <laughs> oh, right. You did say that. You did say that. I did not roll a one. That card is on the table. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Please stop rolling your touch attacks and adding the bonuses. All right. Is the, is the dubious math feat. How, mm. how are we going to use it? I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to roll against its regular AC to use dubious math. Is uh, Sicknavier uh, immune to ability drain? Yes. Okay. Then they will not take 1d4 points of dex drain, but will take 15d6 points of acid damage. Okay. So, that is 54 points of acid damage. Nice. Good hit. Is that your turn? That is absolutely my turn, and I cannot do anything else. All right, Uska. At the beginning of Uska's turn, if Air Bear is has taken any damage, he heals five. But if not, then nothing happens. Before Uska acts, I have question just to make sure I'm understanding all the information we were given. Mm-hmm. From what we understand, Sick Navier is alive, but has some like weird abilities. I didn't hear any channel resistance. It did. Oh, it did have channel I resistance? I thought I had heard that. No, that was the other one. Oh. Um, you, well, you... We didn't specifically ask. No, you didn't really ask. We may not have learned that yet. Okay. Because they were immune to... She was immune to death effects. Ability but, dream. Mm-hmm. Like some undead stuff. Cold. So I... You got negative energy. Immune to negative energy. I mean, to sleep mm. paralysis. I just really don't want to pump a heal into a potentially living I, yeah. creature. That would be devastating. It's yes. an undead creature, but I'm still not convinced that it actually okay. is. A second question then, did, because uh, I didn't, I don't have this written down, uh, immunity to fire for this one? That was the other one. That was this the other one? Cold. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, all right. So Uska blinks back to consciousness after she uh, after she just couldn't hold up her own weight anymore. She may have dropped things that she was holding, but she still has her ring of transcendent spells on, and that has a special ability you can use if you have a mythic power. What? It allows you, so if you use the Ring of Transcendent Spells to empower the spell that you cast, uh, you can also expend one use of mythic power to cast the mythic version of the spell as if you know the mythic version. And the DC increases for being a potent mythic spell, so it increases by uh, an additional two on top of the uh, two that the Ring of Transcendent spell gives you. So, Uska uses this ability. She uses the Ring of Transcendent spells, and she uses a she uses a point of her mythic power. Oh wait, is using mythic power a swift action? 
It depends on what it your ability, on the ability is. Yeah. Yeah. Should call it out. So I have one that's swift and I have one that's a free. Didn't see. I'll double check the ring to see what it says with expending. I'm going to guess the ring's free. Okay. Because it's just like an ability of the ring. Yeah, it doesn't mention. Yeah, I would I would venture to guess that it's free, just like the bonuses to a regular spell are free. All right. So then Uska casts Firestorm that has over 100-foot range. She can do two 10-foot cubes per level, so she's just going to focus this over Sick Navier. Uh, I guess she could also... She's going to stand up and then cast this spell so she can see better. So she casts the mythic version of this spell. The whole area of Sick Navier erupts into roaring flames. So the damage dealt due to this being mythic increases to 1d8 points of damage per caster level. Half is fire damage and the other half is divine uh, energy that would bypass fire resistance and fire immunity. Uh, so I believe I need to roll spell resistance first. Mm-hmm. And I'm rolling this at a plus four. Oh, wait a second. Oh, this sorry, is not possible. Sorry. Plus four to my uh, normal spell yeah, resistance. Sorry. All right, I thank was like, you. Thank Emily, you. the spell resistance is 33. You cannot do this. Plus, Pl- plus, plus 19. Four, guys. Yeah. Plus 19. Guys, guys, plus four. No big deal. No big deal. Let's be like, I know you're hopeful, but. <laughs> <laughs> and let me check if I can use my additional bonus here. So you're saying there's a chance? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting over here. I was like, all right, I got to get 12 or higher. 12 or higher. (laughs) That's something. Yeah. (laughs) A four. Oh, it looks like I can't use the ability on a... It doesn't... No, it doesn't mention caster level checks. So I don't think I can use it here. Oh, I'm so nervous. I believe in you. And on Uska's last turn, she used, I believe the surge is an immediate action, correct? It's an immediate, so you used an immediate last time. Okay, so I can't use a swift action here. Well, have you used a swift this turn? No, I used an immediate. Oh, you used immediate between last turn and this turn? Yes. Okay, so you don't have your swift here. You can still use an immediate for next turn turns swift, can't you? I think so. Okay. You keep borrowing from next turn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, essentially, because it's your turn again, the swift, you can't... Well, no, doesn't it... Doesn't immediate turn into a swift on your turn? I think that was a discussion that happened in... um, I believe that's a discussion that happened on the Discord. That on your turn, while your turn is happening... An immediate action is a swift action. I think that's true. And so you wouldn't be able to do it. Right. I don't, yeah, I I, I don't think you can continuously yeah, y- borrow forward. Using an immediate action on your turn is the same as using a swift action and counts as your swift action for that turn. Okay. Okay. So you cannot use it. You cannot use a surge. So I'm assuming the total is less than 33. Yeah, I rolled a three on the die. Oof. Yeah, that wasn't going to do it. So the spell fizzles. <sighs> Oh. What happens when you guys use all your mythic uh, things for the day? You die, right? No. 
We're gonna find out. We cry. Pretty sure that's what happens. I don't know. I haven't played Mythic long enough to know. Uh, okay, Durin is up. I'm gonna throw so many fucking bombs. I figured he is going to take a five foot step, or rather, a five foot fly back to no longer be threatened by this creature, and then. Using a swift action with the deadly throw trickster ability, I'm rolling a basically free attack. Unfortunately, none of them are natural 20, but that definitely hits with a 19 on the die and a two on the die, actually. So I'm going to be doing some damage here. Whoo, baby. 47 points of good damage. Then I'm going to need a reflex save and a fortitude save. Okay. Reflex is a 27. Success. Fortitude is... Do I really have to care about this DC? Is it... Uh, it, is 20, it is 26 for both of them. Okay, so I can't fail except on a one. Okay. Um, Honestly, good, because that just streamlines things. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all I wanted to know. because We're doing it four more times, because yeah. I'm hasted. All right. So you do take your nine points of splash, mm-hmm. but you are not staggered. And now here comes... Four d20s to see if I get a one. I don't. I also okay. don't get any 20s. All right. Here's all my four to two saves to see okay. if I get a one. I Oh, I do. Whoa. Oh, yeah. He's staggered. Whoa. Woo. I didn't think that they were able to be staggered. He doesn't have that. He's not oh. undead. Oh, I knew that. I knew he wasn't undead. I just didn't know. Yeah, he can't be staggered. He can be staggered. Whoa. Okay. Wow. And then my reflexes are uh, one fail. One fail. So that fail will be 19. Then you have three more nines, so 27. 19 plus 27. And then I need to do my regular damage four more times. Mm -hmm. So let me know when you're ready. You good? Yep. 39. 31. 45. 43. As if I've done my math correctly, I think this is my second turn, and I have thrown nine bombs. There you go. Right? No, it's ten because of the bonus one for Mikmer. I've thrown ten bombs in this encounter. <laughs> Matumbe. Can we do the uh, splintered spell resistance check? Oh. Here? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, not likely, but... There's always a chance. I got a hope. Sure. <laughs> One one. Nope. Okay. All right, and I think that wraps this turn up. Matumbe, you're up. Okay. Matumbe has taken 12 points of strength drain. Matumbe is blind for a few rounds. There's not much he can do here, and I want to be as uh, as effective as possible. So Matumbe wants to take a swift action to do his rally ability to give everybody that uh, bonus reroll. And right now, that would affect... Lopper, Uska, Lyra, Tulia, Eclipse. Durin's close enough, but he's up high, so technically not close enough. Although, I would assume that Air Bear is going to cross over the ship shortly. So Matumbe, blind, is going to say something like, Hey, listen to my words! We must slay this foul beast! It is time for me to challenge Phrasma's vigor into all of you. Um, and then maybe if someone wants to tell him to hold off, I can ready that swift action for when Air Bear cruises by. Just be like, hey, 
when you hear the mouse man shout, do your rally. Because <laughs> you can ready swift actions. And if somebody just shouts at him when Air Bear's running by, I can include Air Bear in that burst. Yeah. You, you can hear Air Bear rev in that broom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Air Bear's about to screech as he goes by. Two Bear's turn. Yeah, he he put himself in a poor position to begin with. It, it would have been great if uh, Reg Smelda was able to, to make a shot with her cannons, but that did not work out as as planned. So you're going to double move 80 feet towards the dragon. Yes, yes. And ends uh, next to Tulia and Eclipse. Uh, get ready to get your shit fucked up, Gus. <laughs> Here it come. Okay. Here's what happens. The first thing Signavier does is as a swift action, targeted dispel on Ikmer's armor. Oh, no! Oh. Ikmer is not on the ship. He's flying. So because it's a swift action... It is not susceptible to uh, attack of opportunity. I'm going to roll a caster level check. I believe for magic item, it works a little bit differently. What a good move. I, I know I hate that you're doing this, but it's a great move. Makes sense. Yeah. Fall pretty quick. Yep. Let's do that. So it's going to be against the... It's going to be 11 plus the caster level of your armor. Which is five. Oh, God. Okay, so I just need to not roll a one. And I didn't. So your armor is dispelled. Okay. How, how long is that uh, temporary for? Great question. Great question. If it's like uh, around, then maybe. You fall 500 feet in the first round of falling. Oh, um, so we're going to say we're like 400 feet up because that's how tall Galaspire is. That makes sense. Uh, One D4 rounds. So regardless. Regardless, he's hitting the ground. Four rounds. <laughs> the armor is dispelled. So that's, I'm staggered, but I can take a swift action. Yep. And I can take a standard action. So as my standard action, uh, Durin is in the maze. Unfortunate. Which, by the way, as the ship moves... You reappear in the spot where you were. Granted, you have wings. Well, good. <laughs> then Sick Navier next round will be in prime broadside territory as he can't move this round and we go by him. You're right. Uh, so Durin is in the maze. Ikmer, let's roll that fall damage. Yeah. So... 400 feet would be 40d6, All right? Am I doing my math right? Do you have any special... Uh... <laughs> like a snap leaf or something? I'm not seeing anything to do with... Uh, well, okay, number one, I do not have a snap leaf. Uh, number I two, I don't see anything on the... I didn't see anything on the armor that if it was dispelled, it would, uh, yeah, act like feather fall. Um, so I, I believe 
I think I, I think it all checks out. Okay. Um, so Featherfall is an immediate action, right? Can I? Would I be able to cast that? I think you've misempowered already. Featherfall is an immediate action. Uh, what? Did you say sorry? Pretty sure you've used a mythic thing in the past round. Um, Eclipse hasn't. I don't think. Yeah, uh, Eclipse has not. Okay, you can feather fall him. So uh, you're out of this combat, but oh, for sure, he's gone. And then Durin is mazed. That would that would just look awful from Ikmer's perspective. Just seeing the ship and Signavier float on by as as he's powerless to to be able to interact any further. Yep. All right. It is Sawyer's turn. Well, seeing his prince fall to the ground, someone's got to put the heat on this he creature. He only falls at 60 feet per round. Yeah, he's falling like a dope. He's just <laughs> <dropping. laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see here. I think it's time to do the same shit mm-hmm. that I've been doing, and that is pounce, full attack, constitution to damage all of that shit i will soak an aoo because he just went so whenever uh, you're ready with that unless this wins a staggered wear off Durin's turn i don't think you get an aoo when you're staggered do you oh let me yeah i think that's right free swift immediate actions it does not say in the staggered text yeah it doesn't say in the staggered text so I suppose I will go for it. And that is a 56. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, I think I think the trade-off is usually staggered comes when you're at zero. And people are saying on the forums that you take your AOO, but then you're going to drop below zero. Yep. yep. So I think this, this, this makes sense from my 30 seconds of Googling. <laughs> All right. So what do you got for me? Cannot take energy drain right now. Cause of death ward. Ooh, eight 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 six. Damn. Uh, that is seventy eight points of damage. Ouch. That's oh. much more significant than the last attack I got from this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Rolled well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A successful or, roll. <laughs> yeah. Closer to average. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Now Sawyer charges up. He's roaring. He's in this fury state seeing Ikmer drop. We're going to start with the sudden attack, the swift action where I can use a mythic point to try to attack this creature rolling twice and adding my mythic tier, which is one for this creature. Okay, 17 on the die, not a crit threat on the long sword, but that is going to resolve at 57. 57 hits. Okay. 47 points of damage. That's a plus five on that bad boy. Bypassing the DR. Have my charging on. He attacks three more times with the sword. I have two 46s and a 37. None hit. 
Okay, that's unfortunate. Bite, then, will be a 45, which won't hit. Ooh, does this creature worship Urgothoa? <laughs> throw an extra 2d6 on that. No, this one, uh, Norgi Boy. Norgi Boy, okay. Okay, then the gore with the horns. 12 on the die is not going to do it because that's another 46. And then a hoof attack. How about a 49? 49 hits. Okay. This is my worst attack. But yeah, take what you can get, I guess. I did max it, so that is going to be 30 points of damage. Then an additional d6 of fire. One point of fire. Okay. And after all of that, I think he's done. That's it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Because he has stood still, let's see if Ragsmauda can pilot the ship into position. The whole ship is kind of a magical device for her because she's using spells to uh, operate it. And it's a flying fucking ship. So we're going to use <laughs> UMD here. Flying fucking ship. <laughs> okay, let's see. So she succeeds at getting it into position. Now we're going to... I have a DC set. For Ooh. every five that she beats this DC, another cannon will be able to be fired. Okay. Right. Up to a maximum All of six. Right, right. All right, ready? Rex motor. Oh, she and I are close enough, Regs. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 17 on the die. Okay. Which goes to 42. Oof, that's why. DC 25, which is going to be 25, 30, 35, 40. Oh, that's enough for all of you. All of you roll me a D20. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, okay. 16 on the die. Okay. <laughs> Four. Damn it. Seventeen. Twelve. Okay. Let's see. What did you get, Haley? Four. Okay. So everyone but Haley. <laughs> I need you to roll me six D six. Oh man. Your cannon fire strikes true. I rolled so bad. You literally needed like a it was it was her DC plus your roll. Or her her roll plus your roll to hit this thing's <laughs> I just rolled real bad. <laughs> yeah. Not bad on my end, 24. 24. 14. Air bear. From Air Bear. Mm-hmm. From any from you. From, from you. From, from me. It's not by character. <laughs> yeah, but feels like Air Bears. My you know what? Is... I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Okay, well now it's rolling. 19! Okay. So, 24, 14, and 19. Yep, that'll do it. In a blast of cannon fire, the dragon, with 40 hit points left... Okay! ...is the, the cannon's impact Signavier's chest and you see it like ricochet from the thickness of the scales on the outside, never 
penetrating the creature's back, just ripping it apart inside as Signavier drops out of the sky. Oh my Hell god! Yeah. yeah! Just dr- <laughs> drops past Igmer. Yeah. <laughs> Igmer just sitting, floating. And I need you to finish your oh, drinks. Shit. Oh god. tomorrow, we're gonna do the end. Oh my god. Oh. But we'll see the rest of you next week. <laughs> I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.